This is the Your Dream or Mind podcast, the place to be if you want to be inspired, encouraged, uplifted and captivated by the stories of others who have been brave enough to vocalise their dreams and then do the work to achieve them. I'm your host, Laura Cruz, a coach and fellow dreamer who has made her dreams come true and can help you to do the same. Listen each week as I share with you tales of dreams achieved both by my guests and me. Oh, and don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Search for Laura Cruz Coaching. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to the Your Dream or Mind podcast. I'm back for a solo episode and today I would like to talk to you about overthinking. Overthinking is something that uh, I myself am quite prone to. So that real sense of uh, thinking about one thing making it much bigger in my mind. That one thing leads to another thing, leads to another thing. It's a bit like that joke about women that they have um, something like 2,000 tabs of their mind open at any one time. And I know that I am definitely guilty of that. So as I start this episode, I want to share a joke with you. This is something that was sent to my husband in his golf WhatsApp group. So it's golf related, but I have heard this one before. Right. So are you ready? The story of two diaries, men and women recording things in their diaries. Wife's diary. Tonight, I thought my husband was acting weird. We had made plans to meet at a nice restaurant for dinner. I was shopping with my friends all day long, so I thought he was upset at the fact that I was a bit late, but he made no comment on it. Conversation wasn't flowing, so I suggested that we we go somewhere quiet so we could talk. He agreed, but didn't say much. I asked him what was wrong. He said, nothing. I asked him if it was my fault that he was upset. He said he wasn't upset, that it had nothing to do with me and not to worry about it. I did worry about it. On the way home, I told him that I loved him. He smiled slightly, but kept driving. I can't explain his behaviour. I don't know why he didn't say, I love you too. I felt really upset. When we got home, I felt as if I'd lost him completely, as if he wanted nothing to do with me anymore. He just sat there quietly and watched the telly. He continued to seem distant and absent. Finally, with silence all around us, I decided to go to bed. About 15 minutes later, he came to bed but I still felt that he was distracted and his thoughts were somewhere else. He fell asleep quickly. I lay in bed awake and cried. I don't know what to do. I'm almost sure that his thoughts are with someone else. My life is a disaster. It's terrible. Husband's diary. A one foot putt. Who the hell misses a one foot putt? Now, you'll have to bear with me on that, what a one-foot putt is. It's something to do with golf. And whilst I try my best to show interest to what my uh, my husband's hobby of golf, I don't really understand what that means. But you get my drift. So one of the key differences, I guess, is between men and women. And this is a generalisation. I'm not saying it's always the same. But that joke is quite apt, isn't it? Because um, as women, we do tend to think overthink, think a bit more, 
talk with some friends about it, worry about it, think a little bit more and then maybe make the situation or the concern or the worry or the problem, whatever it is that you've been thinking about, make that thing so much bigger than it was before. Make that thing a kind of beast that you need to uh, that you need to get rid of, that you need to kind of slay. Right. So I am guilty of this myself, even though as a coach, I know it is completely detrimental to to myself, to my sanity, to the way that I feel. I got myself in a cycle of overthinking the other night. And for all the all evening, so I went down a bath and then all evening these thoughts were going around in my head. There was two things that were bothering me and it was like they were on a loop. It was going over and over and over in my mind. So first of all, it was in my mind then. Then I tried to watch something on the telly and I was really distracted because these thoughts were going over and over in my mind. Then I went to bed and I fell asleep quite quickly, but I woke up in the night and I was awake for what felt like hours. You know, when you wake up in the night and you feel like you've been awake for hours, you really haven't. You've probably fallen asleep again and woken up, but you keep looking at the clock and, you know, still had these thoughts going through my mind. So the next day when I woke up, you know, in the morning, I was um, tired, obviously, because I hadn't had a good night's sleep. I was um, quite emotional. I was much more prone to feeling more negatively about things because I had just been overthinking all night. No good for anybody. No good for me, that's for sure. So I called this episode Why Overthinking Steals Your Joy. And I think it's so true because by spending that disproportionate amount of time thinking and overthinking and catastrophizing, which I love that word, um, catastrophizing about things, it hasn't actually helped me in any shape or form. It didn't help me resolve the problem. It didn't help me move forward. It didn't help me get a plan together. It didn't do anything. All it did was completely dominate my thoughts it made me feel really self-absorbed. It made me feel quite miserable. It made me feel grumpy. It made me not sleep. So therefore it impacted the next day. It just made me miserable. It took the joy out of, um, you know, a Sunday evening. I don't get that back to school feeling, that back to work on a Monday feeling because I work for myself. So I don't have to feel that kind of Sunday night dread. And yet, because I had this overthinking hat on, it had really stolen my joy. It had taken away the relaxing evening that I should have had and the good night's sleep that I should have had in order to start my week well. So I've talked on the podcast before about how your thoughts create your feelings. And what I've shared with you then is such a great example of that. Your feelings don't just appear on their own. It's your thoughts that create them. So for me, my thought, you know, my thoughts were I was catastrophizing about this particular thing. Oh, that's going to be really bad. That's going to be awful. I don't know how to work that out. This is terrible. What am I going to do about that? This is just absolutely dreadful. I feel absolutely hopeless. So then in my feelings, because I've all these thoughts are going round and round and round in my head, the feelings that I then have are ones of unhappiness, of um, perhaps despair, 
of uh, lack of confidence, because if you overthink, it tends to diminish the confidence you feel about a situation. It made me feel joyless. It made me feel grumpy. These thoughts made me feel like I couldn't take charge of the situation. They made me feel powerless. And as somebody who is generally quite strong in their thoughts and their feelings and what they're doing in their life, the worst feeling for me is feeling powerless because I want to be in control of the things that I'm doing. And my thoughts made me feel that that kind of power, that control had been taken away. So for me, definitely earlier in the week, the uh, overthinking had completely stolen my joy. Fast forward 24 hours when I've uh, done a bit of crying, I'll be honest, uh, done a bit of thinking, done a bit of reflecting, done a bit of talking it through with a good friend, done a bit of, uh, done a bit of exercise, done something good, went to give blood and uh, done a bit of what I fancied. So I ate some nice food, probably too much, but anyway, that's another story. I was giving blood. I, I felt I had... Uh, a pass to uh, to eat more stuff and uh, and then I had an early night and slept really well and then by the next day suddenly the world was all right again so I've told you that I think overthinking steals your joy I've told you that the, your thoughts create your feelings so how do you go about changing this pattern of overthinking well firstly I would say that remember that just thinking about stuff doesn't actually resolve anything. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't fix anything. It doesn't help you with anything. In fact, what it does is it tends to kind of distract from uh, from you. It takes away stuff. It doesn't give you anything. So if you are prone to a little bit of overthinking, here are some tips that I think would help you. Firstly, remember your thoughts are creating your feelings. So whatever you are overthinking about, that is impacting your mood. So if you can't understand why you are feeling not great on a particular day, that's because your thoughts about a situation are impacting how you are feeling. So remember that. So there's nothing wrong with you. You're perfectly fine as you are but your thoughts are impacting your feelings. And by changing those thoughts, that is how you will start to feel better in yourself. So that's number one. Remember, your thoughts are creating your feelings. Number two, and this is something I always recommend to clients, get stuff out of your head. So while ideas and thoughts and views and opinions and worries are swirling around in your mind, that is doing nothing in terms of helping you to look at the situation differently, create a solution, create a plan, evaluate, reflect. It's not doing that. So get a piece of paper, get a pen, sit quietly, sit somewhere where you're not going to be disturbed and get stuff written down. Write down how you feel, write down what the issue is. Perhaps write down some questions you've got, because often when we're overthinking about things, it's because we've got some questions that we don't know what the answer is. So get the get the nub of the issue written down, you know, and summarise it, get that written down. Then however your brain works, whether it's a list, whether it's a, um, a mind map, whether it's a, like a spider diagram, whatever it is, get the problem written down, get the issue on paper. 
then get your feelings written down. So how are you feeling right now about that thing? What are your feelings? Then think about some questions that you've got. So what would you like answered? So if it's about, um, if you were worrying, say, about, um, I don't know, let's say something about money. If you're worried about something financial, get some questions written down about how can I resolve this? Who could I talk to to help me with this? Um, how could I manage that payment? You know, perhaps if you've got an unexpected bills come in, you know, and obviously the last year has been incredibly difficult financially for many people. So say you had an unexpected bill came in, you know, how could you manage that? What could you do to make sure that you could pay that? Who could you talk to to get some advice? How could you break that down into smaller chunks so it was more manageable? Could you speak to the person that you need to pay and come to an agreement? Do you see what I mean? So I'll get all these questions written down. Remember, you don't have to know the answer, but get the questions down because then they'll stop going around in your head. The great power as well about getting stuff written down. And my caveat is you need to put it somewhere that nobody will read it because it's yours. It's personal. But when you get stuff written down, when you go back to that the next day, a few days later, a week later, a month later, you will be surprised at how your emotions, your feelings, your kind of view on that issue has changed because it will change in the moment when you're overthinking and feeling really miserable about something. It is easy to be that catastrophizer, to be that, um, to quote a name that I, uh, I haven't thought about for ages, to be the Duchess of Doom. So to be that doom monger, you are the Duchess of your own doom and to be that person that is feeling really negatively. When you reflect back on that in time, you will see that things weren't as bad as you thought because generally they never are. Things weren't quite as bad. And after you've got all those thoughts and feelings written down, actually you didn't feel quite so bad. And the next day you felt less bad and the next day even less bad. And then you start to feel good, not bad. And then suddenly things just feel quite different. And that is linked to the emotional cycle of change, which I will talk to you about another time. Such a great model to remember in terms of how you feel about things. So that's my third top tip. Get some stuff written down. My fourth tip. I really hope it's the fourth because I've lost track of my number of tips now. My fourth tip is to talk to somebody who is going to be able to give you a different point of view. Remember, and I talked about this in my last solo episode, episode is that you are only ever yourself looking for, through your set of eyes from your body out onto something else. Now, if you talk to somebody else, they're going to give you an objective point of view. They might give you some advice. They might give you some guidance, but they're going to they're going to give you something different. Now, you might not like to hear that perspective because sometimes we don't. We're quite happy to be uh, stuck in our own viewpoint. But actually sharing it with somebody else, not only do you feel that you've shared an issue and therefore the burden is slightly less on you, but you will get a different point of view. You will be able to think a bit more differently about it. Hopefully you have somebody in your life who is a trusted friend or your partner or a parent, somebody, sister, brother, somebody that you could speak to who could really help you out. And that's so important when you are really overthinking about something. I guess the other person you can speak to with that is a coach because the coach is the independent point of view, which is where I would come in. 
So that's my tip number four. Talk to somebody. Tip number five is use your power of reflection. So just like I said, when you look back on uh, what's happened, you will think differently about it. You will think differently about your feelings. I don't know if you can hear that noise. That is the rain thundering down. I'm recording this on the 20th of May. I've just put the heating on. It's pouring, it's windy and it's grey. Where is the British summer? That's what I want to know. It's awful. I'm looking out the window as I record and the trees, it's like blowing a gale out there. Trees are bent over. It's awful. Awful out there. What is going on? Um, So yeah, so tip five is to use the power of reflection. We often, when we are overthinking and getting worked up about something, we can behave in... um, We can react in anger, in upset, in frustration. You know, we have an immediate reaction, a visceral reaction to something. And we can we can feel that we've got to fix it right there and then. We've got to change it right now. And I've got to tell somebody right now how I feel about that. And the reality is you probably don't. So use reflection as a tool for you to get you thinking about a situation. Look at it later on. Reflection takes time. You can't reflect on something when it's still really fresh. So reflect on it in the coming weeks or months and think about the situation. Think about what you thought about it. Think about what you did about it. Think about how you dealt with it. Think about what you think you did well with that particular situation. Think about what perhaps you didn't do so well. And think about what you might do differently next time. So that is such a great life skill and a kind of muscle to to grow and to develop is your ability to reflect really honestly and openly on the things that you have done and the things that have happened and what you would do differently next time because there's always something to be done differently it's not about being self-critical it's just about being self-reflective and being really open and open with yourself remember you don't have to share it with anybody so you can be super honest because it's only with you but the power of reflection is just brilliant so those are my tips about overthinking and how you can break that cycle of overthinking as i said i do think as women in particular sorry men if you're listening but women in particular because we often have so many balls in the air we're juggling so much so if you are you know if you have a job if you have children if you have responsibilities if you have a pet if you have a family you know you've always got you know a meal to prepare a house to clean a present to buy a phone call to make a bill to pay somebody to get in touch with something to do in the house, a holiday to book, a holiday to book, that would be nice. We've always got so many things that we need to do. And as women, or as I speak from my own experience, I find it hard to close those tabs because I've got so much to think about. However, writing stuff down, yes, all the reflective bit, but writing your to-do list definitely stops those things from going around in your mind. So move those things from your mind to a piece of paper to stop it going over and over. I can't stop you from thinking altogether because that wouldn't work and that is not helpful. But the next time you find yourself in that cycle where you are really 
catastrophizing, overthinking, worrying. It's like robbing you of sleep. You don't want to eat because you feel you either don't want to eat because you, you can't eat or you eat too much because you're eating your emotions, which I can be a bit prone to, too. Um, the next time you find yourself in that scenario where you are really overthinking something and worrying about it and it's affecting your life, think about those tips I've shared and please do let me know if they've helped you. That's it for me for this week. Remember, don't let overthinking steal your joy. You're better than that. Thank you for listening. See you next time, my fellow dreamer. You have been listening to the Your Dream or Mind podcast with Laura Cruz. Don't forget to come and find me on social media to see if I can help you to pursue your own dreams. See you next time, my fellow dreamer.